0: right welcome everybody to another episode of chris and dave's reality cast i am
1: one of your hosts chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is mr dave horrocks Hey there, Chris. Great to speak to you again. We're about a week after the last episode, aren't we? But, you know, drunk again in lockdown (laughs) and ready to go. And I've been dying to talk about this one so I can move on to the next episode. So we're covering episode three of Singletown. Where do you want to start today? I've got to, unfortunately, Dave, go in on George.
0: We're talking about the end of the episode. He goes on a date and he treats the poor girl with utter uh, content, utter disrespect. He was horrible to her, and then he starts crying about his partner afterwards. And I'm like, "You are an absolute dick!" You know, I just thought it's horrendous <laughs> behaviour. Hold on, hold on,
1: get off the fence, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just ease us in, man. You know, we, we just fucking got got going again after a week. <laughs> I can't really disagree with much, though. I I wouldn't put it exactly the same way. But do you not think it's weird? Like, I mean, three episodes in, and he came in, balls out. He was going to, you know, have a good time. He was all super flirty and stuff. He's got all um, all the outfits. You know, he dresses very well, like he's on Love Island or something. Can't honestly say he's got the chat. I think he thinks he's got the chat, but... You know, it's quite, quite cringy. quite a lot of the things he says. But fucking hell, this date was straight out of the office, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, this was David Brent goes on a date. Because fucking hell, he made that poor girl feel like absolute shit. You know, he, he, he was making comments like, you know, well, my ex, you know, she's really classy. And she's, the girl's like, what? So you're saying I'm not classy. It's like, well, you know, you're here in a T-shirt, jeans and trainers. And it's like, oh, God, my buttocks were so tightly clenched. It, it was painful to watch, Chris. It was, because that's the
0: first thing he said. You've not got eye heels on. I was just like, you absolute dick. You know, it's just like... She even said, didn't she, I've got them with me, but she's obviously walking around London. She's not, if she's, if, I mean, let's be honest, the budget of this show, Dave's about as fucking good as my fucking wage packet every month. So <laughs> it's not going to stretch very far. And and literally she, the poor girl's probably had to walk from about Euston stations, about fucking two miles. She's not wearing five inch heels just for this dickhead. and And, I just think <laughs> some, <laughs> there's just something not right about this kid, really has got he's, he's he's either been severely hurt, so he acts very arrogant or he's just totally unaware of people's feelings, and that may be why him and Sophie aren't working at this moment I mean obviously at the end of the series we'll see how that plays out, but I just don't think I think mean, he's very immature and and he's three years older than Sophie. But I genuinely just keep thinking, she's just a dick. He's so arrogant. She is the one he should be he should be fighting tooth and nail for her because she's she basically she's out of his league, Dave. I'm not being funny.
1: Well, I think that's there's several things I want to pick up on there, but I think that is the interesting journey that he's been on really quickly. Like I say, we're covering episode three from episode one you know he was bold as brass with these shows you know i do think this is definitely a bit more temptation island isn't it with the added twist that you know they're they're so-called not trying to remain faithful and stay in the couple they're they're almost trying to be single but you can tell you know with all the couples they're they're still very preoccupied they're acting like They're being forced on these dates. You know, it's all a bit weird. But I always have to ask myself, with these types of shows, why as a couple do you think going on a reality TV show will fix your relationship? (laughs) It's bizarre to me. And, you know, for me, Sophie is the best-looking girl in there. You know, and she seems really sweet. She seems, like, quite mature for her age. And, yeah, I... Honestly, George was onto a winner. Why would you fucking roll the dice and even chance that? I I don't get it. But he seemed all up for it. And I think what we're seeing in this this painful to watch date is him suddenly realizing, you know what, the grass isn't always greener and I think I've fucked up here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as
0: well. I, I... Very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. And I think Sophie's not really doing anything wrong. I mean, she she did go on a date and didn't get until two o'clock. Day well after two o'clock because uh the flatmates were like, "Where is she? Where is she?" But she, seemed, you know, <laughs> it didn't look like there's anything going on. It just seemed like maybe she's with somebody who's actually listening to her.
1: Yeah, so she went on a date with Mason, didn't didn't she? So he's a boxer. Um, you know, looks like a good-looking lad. Again, there's a bit of a Love Island parallel there, isn't there? You know, he's he's not quite Tommy Fury, but he doesn't look too dissimilar to him. Um, they'd met at the brunch, and yeah, they seem to have a bit of chemistry there. So I think, you know, if you compare where she is kind of mentally and where George is, I think George is definitely feeling like the loser here. And I don't think... We'll see, obviously, but I don't think she's going to look back.
0: No, I don't. The one thing I'd say slightly in favour of George, I and mean, I totally agree, is I didn't necessarily feel sorry for him, but after like he came back from his date and he started crying and stuff, but I also respect what he said was the fact that he said, every time people see my girlfriend walk into a room, Sophie, they look at her. And she's on my arm and I feel proud of that. And you know what, Dave, I'm giving him a bit of shit there. But there was a slight reprieve with what he said because I was like, you know what, fair dues. Because a lot of lads that age wouldn't be that honest and be be that respectful. It's difficult to say something like that. But she's a stunning girl. And I think he got a little bit back off me for that because he'd left it all out there. But he can't forgive his behavior before that. Whether the changes through the rest of these episodes, I don't know. But I, I did give him a bit, a bit of something. I wasn't just going to go completely uh, rogue on him.
1: Yeah, and and it's like we always say, isn't it, on this on our show that you know we try and call out the behavior, whether it's positive, negative, and and you know we formulate an opinion based on that. So everyone's a bit grey. There's no one who's a hundred percent a complete dick. Uh, there's no one who's completely kind of whiter than white, perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think George's behavior that we've seen in this edited show up to this point has been fairly distasteful and he's not come across in the best light, but you can't help, but feel sorry for him when he does have that regret clearly. And he, like I say, I think he's in his ass. I think he's like, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. You know and 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 sometimes you know like i say i kind of question why would you come on a fucking show like this to try and work out your personal problems it seems like for him it's been a way for him to realize what he's had but unfortunately like i say i just i just don't see it ending well now the other thing i wanted to pick up on chris so we joke that you know this is uh, kind of a Primark. <laughs> fucking Love what, what did you. Actually, I quite like Primark, so I'll probably say. i got it on Poundland. now. <laughs> Poundland. I'm gutted Primark's fucking clothes at the minute, to be honest. Um, but Poundland, maybe. Version of Love Island or Temptation Island, <laughs> you know. What did you make of the cycle around London?
0: <laughs> well, poor Sophie looked fucked. She was a bit there when they panned to her, like they were going up oh, bill. I mean, I've seen that sort of thing before, and I've, I've seen it on different shows, and, and I've even seen where they're interviewing like big movie stars or pop stars, and they drive on, say, LA or whatever. But but they go, they go on, like these, these eight of them, and they're all sick or whatever it is, and they're all cycling away, having a bit of a drink. They look knackered, and... Dave, let's be honest, you've lived in London, I haven't. I do travel to London quite regular for work and I know how busy it is. I was genuinely thinking, fuck, fuck me, it looks dangerous as fuck. They, they went across like a massive um road there, bus right up their arse, traffic in front of them, <laughs> traffic going across, I was thinking, fucking hell, are they that desperately good? They're gonna plow these fuckers over. And you're right, the budget is... A, I mean, I thought that was a classic with, with the fucking boat thing. I thought, you know what? They're not going to get any worse. A jacuzzi on the fucking River Thames with shitty nappies <laughs> and everything. No, they send him to fucking London on a fucking six, six-wheeler tandem, whatever it is. It was... It, it's fun if it's leisurely, but they genuinely look like they were putting in a bit there. David. like it was harder than what it seemed.
1: <laughs> Probably got a dynamo attached, sort of powering the camera or something. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It seems a, a little bit of a shallow thing to say, but what I kind of like about Love Island and Temptation Island is the kind of sunny setting, especially when we're in fucking lockdown and, you know, you're stuck in your house most of the time. So... um. Yeah, I quite, I quite like that setting, but yeah, this just seemed like, what the fuck? Can you, you know, not show us the budget in this way, <laughs> you know, just send them on a picnic or something like that, you know, but I don't know. One thing I do like about this is it's not only, you know, the, the couples who have apparently split up, so they refer to them as their exes, but they're not, they, they're still kind of couples. It, it's the flatmate bonds as well. I kind of like that you know, it sort of takes me back to the day, you know, of house sharing and stuff. So I do like that aspect to it. But Chris, what I want to talk about next. So we've got Charlie and Elliot. So again, you know, they've, they've clearly got their problems. We get Charlie, he goes on a date with Hayden. We'd seen in the last episode that they talked that, you know, they don't have similar backgrounds, but they've had similar experiences and just not really having a support structure around them that accepts who they are. And so I think, Charlie and Hayden seem to be getting on quite well. I mean, what what do you make of of that pair? Really well, to be honest, Dave. There's something there. I did think
0: at one point they were going to go in for a kiss. Hayden seems really sweet on Charlie, doesn't he? A bit of flirting, a bit of uh, backwards and forwards. But then Charlie got really upset as the episode went on, didn't he? He really, uh, when he came back, he got really upset and went off into the bathroom. But I think there's something there. I really, really do. But I I don't... what I keep thinking is, is it genuine from Hayden or is he just doing it to get on TV? That's the only thing that it, it, I don't know. He just seems to be playing into, Char, like into Charlie what Charlie wants to hear. And I, I hope he doesn't, mm. but it, I, I can't put my finger on it. They look sweet. There is no reason to doubt that. It looks like there's something there between them. However, I'm not
1: sure whether it's more Charlie than Hayden
0: at the moment. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think there's still there's still a lot of emotions to... uh, There are still a lot of emotions to untangle, aren't they? It seems to me like Elliot's... uh, Sorry, Charlie's getting out of those discussions, those chats with Hayden, the things that he doesn't feel like he's getting out of his chats and and connection with Elliot. And equally, I think Elliot's, I think even more has got that connection with Mitch. And so I, I just... I don't know though because it's one of those isn't it when you've been with someone for a long long time you start to see all the negative things about that person and so when you when someone different comes along then you know when you're measuring those negative things and that new person doesn't have those negative traits they they seem great but there's clearly still a lot of deep emotions between them I, I just I can't call it which way it's going to go to be honest
0: yeah yeah and I, and I think Dave there's a lot of episodes to go with you know they may get other people in to go on the dates as well you know it doesn't necessarily specifically be them if it, if it goes down that route but I think just want to touch slightly what you said about you'll know, be like a Poundland Primani type show <laughs> being a connoisseur of reality shows and I know Dave that you, you're you're catching up these days with the reality stuff you know yeah, you know. yeah. and um is you do see when you watch a reality show that's on, say, I mean this was on ITV too, but say, say you watch one on a random uh, Sky channel or you know on Virgin, and you go on it, and you can tell straight away that, like I've just said, they're on my wages fucking uh, budget. You know, it's literally he's <laughs> scrimping and saving, but that sometimes is better. Like I watch one, I've watched it from the beginning. I absolutely love it. I mean, Sam don't watch it now, but I watch it on my own. He's a, a beef a weekender. And basically, that's been going for years. That's a great one. So you've got four or five reps. There's one that – one of them runs it. The other four, they're all like – it's all set up. They're actually at a proper hotel in a Ibiza. They take it over to a point on a certain part of it, and then you get two couples turn up for the weekend. So you get two lads or three lads, two girls, three girls, and basically they're trying to get them all together. Most of the time, the guests end up getting off with all the reps. But the budget isn't massive. Obviously, they're sending these people on a holiday for the weekend, and that's where the budget stops. They're taking to clubbing and that, but like, you can just tell it's never been about the budget on this. It's more about the people, and you can get away with it on this, where they're trying to find love or trying to find if they still love that other person. It Mm. just seems (laughs) it was like we blew all our money on Love Island. Let's just try and throw something out there. As an alternative, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving watching it. And I, I, what I said in the last episode still stands. I like the fact that the normal people, you know, there's there's no, you can just tell that they seem like normal people while this was filmed. And that's what I I like about the show.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's definitely right. I mean, it is kind of refreshing because you know when you watch love island you've got these sculpted bodies you know these instagram wannabe famous models and and yeah this just seems like real people i mean they're all they're all pretty good looking as well but they're normal good looking not like instagram and and wanna you know the blokes spend fucking 2 hours getting ready for the evening you know with the face masks and mud masks and whatever so yeah no i i really like it now chris I want to talk a little bit about... So we've got Natasha and Luke as a split-up couple or what have you, but, I mean, Luke goes on a date just by the Thames with Anna, who turns out she's a glamour model, um, and he seems to get on pretty well with her. Yeah, well, well, with that date, Dave, what was interesting was it starts really well, and I love the
0: the voiceover guys talking about it, and then she starts talking about predictions that she makes and, and... (laughs) <laughs> all the boiling trouble and dropping spiders <laughs> and dolphins and stuff. And you could see Luke there like, all right, okay. <laughs> it was uh, interesting. I'm not 100% sure. I do think it's more Luke is the one that, he's the one who's not sure. She wants the baby. She wants the life, don't she? And th- that's whether he wants to do it. And he's older than her.
1: He's five or six years older isn't he? So, um yeah it just seems like he's just not asked doesn't he so she's she, she's looking for some sort of commitment but i almost you know you quite often have a male female divide don't we with the, these kind of hetero relationships but i in this case i'm kind of feeling for natasha because you can see she's looking for some sort of commitment and he's just not asked one bit and it's sort of like yeah i i can sort of see where where she's coming from there
0: yeah yeah, I agree. I think I think that's a very good point. To be honest, I, I I sort of hope for Natasha that something does happen, and and she gets with someone she wants the life. I mean, she's quite young to to want that commitment, Dave, and that sort of uh, thing. But if if she feels she's ready for it, then fair fucks to her. You know what I mean? I just thought I just not sure whether he's the guy for at the moment. Whether that changes, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was interesting because he I mean he was trying to play all cool with Anna and you know, but he was saying like. Well, you know what we're we going to do for the second date because there is going to be one, you know. So he was quite, he was quite sure about, you know. He definitely wanted that second date. So again, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Luke's head could well be turned there. I think she, I think Luke did better though in terms of matching someone up than Natasha, who went on a date with Aussie gym rat Adam. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Turns up in his fucking sleeveless. Gym top, you know, and the guy is fucking ripped. Obviously, you know, but fancy fucking turning up for a first date in like something that you'd look like you're working out of the gym at. And she was all dolled up to the nines and stuff. It just, it just struck me as really odd.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I don't know if it's an overconfidence on Adam's part, or I'm not sure, but. <sighs> What what I don't know about you, Dave, but as I watch this, and it's you know it's great TV, it's a great little reality show. To be fair, I've had a bit of a joke and that, but is I'm more engaged in what's going to happen with the couples watching this because they're in proper relationships, or they they have been in proper relationships, and they've split up and stuff like that. And I think. With Love Island, when they get together, I know like Tommy and Molly may have p- totally proved me wrong. I thought that was a right waste of time, and he should have stayed with Lucy. <laughs> They're still together; and they've got, you know, they are loved up and stuff. So I was completely wrong there. But none of the others I ever believe. I always say to you when we're watching Love Island, don't you know, three months later, the OK deals, the opening of a fucking crisp packets uh, stopped coming in, so they can't make any money. Oh, we've we've agreed to split. We're going to remain friends, though. You know all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With these guys, I have a genuine concern and a genuine interest, somewhat like, say, George, I'm just not into at all, George and Sophie, I just don't like that kid at the moment, but I don't think necessarily Sophie deserves that, so whether they work, obviously we're only seeing snippets in the show, but yeah, I, I like the concept of this, like Temptation Island, because they are actually genuinely couples. So, so I think I've had more investment in in how it turns out. We love Ireland. I just love shitting on it because it's just a farce. It's like a a peacocking show, but who can get the most <laughs> money afterwards. But with this, there is an investment in it.
1: I think, the, and I agree, and I'm glad we kind of stumbled across this one because it is a really interesting one. The only thing that just irks me a bit is how they they're talking and they make a thing about their exes, but they're clearly not their exes. You know, they still feel like you know, they're in that relationship. So I don't know whether it's like a rights thing, you know, it's got to be, they've got to show that it's significantly different from Temptation Island. Um, well, I guess it's not an island for a start, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's a stupid little thing that shouldn't bug me, but it does that, you know, they're clearly not exes. They're still in that relationship. They've just got shit to work out. And, you know, they've, Come in here to sort of test whether you know they'll really work on the uh, back on the outside, but no, really, really interesting, Chris. We've we've done our three episodes, you know, it was 15 in total, isn't there? So I, I can't call these couples, but at the minute, I, I couldn't, I couldn't with any certainty tell you any of these couples who are strong enough to get through it. Yeah,
0: I, I'm back that with you. I'm with you on that day completely. Now, Dave, we've had. An email in from one of our listeners. Yeah. A couple of emails actually from um, I love the name, Callie Nolan. Uh, suggestions for the podcast. So she obviously listens and we're asking, won't we, like what people got out there we can get into? And she's hey guys, love the pod. Just a suggestion for another show you could talk about after you think it's single town. It's Killer Camp, a five-episode reality show that aired last year on ITV tour on Halloween. Really love this show and love to hear my favorite podcast talk about it. So thank you for that, Callie. Um I think I watched this, Dave. I, I remember watching it. They were basically like in it together, like big couples and stuff. And, and I'm sure me and Sam watched it because I replied to Callie saying that. Like <laughs> well, let's
1: it. do a simple test. Is it a reality show? Yes. <laughs> has, it, has it been on air? No, just stop there, Dave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you fucking watched it. <laughs> Probably. But, but then, but then,
0: however, however, I replied to him saying, I'll have to speak to Dave. And then Kelly come back with, um, cheers. Not to annoy you, but I've had a second suggestion I've got to include. You should watch Survival of the Fittest. Well, I think it was Survival of the Fittest that I've genuinely watched. And he said, which was ITV2's first experiment, the winter Love Island. It's very similar to Love Island. It has the same production crew and company. And it's set in South Africa. I have 100% watched this. And it was hosted by Laura Whitmore before she became, obviously, you know, the Love Island host this year, sadly. Um, which is just, put basically it's Love Island focused on boys v girls contest based on strength and fitness. Now, I watched this day because there was a girl on it, as you saw her in the traffic center a couple of months ago. And she's from Manchester. She was a twin um, and she was proper fit, like as in f- physically fit, not just like good looking <laughs> fit. They're actually they're all like um, athletes, you know, couples who are in athletes, yeah, yeah. like BTs or su- supreme athletes. I think she was a power lifter. Um, And we watched it, me and Sam. It was really good, actually. It was quite a good show. And it was a bit like Love Island. And there was a bit of like a couple splitting and and kicking off and that. But it was mainly around like, like they said, a bit like the Tass on Love Island, but instead of like where they might be like going through a mud bath or something in Love Island or like throwing (laughs) water bombs. We're talking about and going like on a two mile run or or, if I can remember right, like doing like the rope battles and things like that, you know, And, and so it was a bit more intense because they were just, like elite, these people, but it did bring enough drama, and the and the setting was lovely. It was a really really nice little place. I can't remember where it. Oh, it must be South Africa, but it was it was a lovely lovely place. So, so, but I don't think it's available. And that's what Kelly said. I don't I don't think it's available now on the catch up. I'd have to have a look. But
1: yeah, so I I, and I couldn't find Killer Camp either on on ITV2 catch up, but I guess because it's kind of Halloweeny, uh, it's probably they'll take it off and then they'll put it back on for Halloween. So yeah. you know we'll probably still be in fucking lockdown in October, so we can maybe look at it then. But yeah. um, have you been watching anything else, Chris? It's still walking through, kind of married to the medic.
0: Uh, we've finished married to medicine, Dave. One hundred twenty-six oh, episodes to medicine. Yeah, yeah. 100, but, you
1: fucking maniac.
0: <laughs> but, but there is a shoot. There is a spin-off, Dave, where oh, the girls from Married in Medicine Atlanta. Go to Married in Medicine LA and they sort of into the first episode, they introduce a few people who are friends of a couple of the doctors who studied with them. And now we've got Married to Medicine LA, two series to go through, David, with two episodes in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, other stuff, I mean, I've been watching. So I really enjoyed like the Australian second season of The Australian Married at First Sight, you know, and they had like about 12 different. Uh, couples in there who got married, you know, and it's all the science behind coupling these people up. But it was just a fucking shit show. You know, there's different affairs going on between these different 12 couples and stuff. And so it was proper good drama. You know, great bit of English that day. But yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was brilliant. Now, we've gone back on the catch-up to watch the first season. I, th- I think it originally started in Denmark, but the first UK season... And it's a bit more kind of it's more focused on the science and and they only sort of paired two couples up. And so it's sort of following them through, you know, going through the whole process of like trying to match them up and stuff based on their psychological profile, what their habits are and experiences and all that sort of stuff. And then they get married and then it's sort of following them and seeing how they do. But it's not it's interesting but without the drama. So I'm going to continue with my research, Chris. I'm going to look at some of the later seasons. But for us, it's got to have a bit of drama in it, hasn't it?
0: Well, Dave, I've got something potentially up my sleeve for us, actually. Now,
1: leave it with me. It's just come to me. as we're If told. it starts with fucking Housewives of something, <laughs> fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> I couldn't no, fucking believe no. that. Did you say that? I put it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I It's like it. ITV suggests you might be interested in this. How's <laughs> of to Cheshire? Fuck off. Just because I watched one episode. <laughs> <laughs> the algorithms will get you, Dave, I'm telling you. Um, but,
0: but no, <laughs> genuinely, um, I have got something I saw I think we may need to go back and watch and we've never seen it, but let me investigate first. And I don't want to, because we've not even talked about this is literally as we're thinking out loud and going off Callie's email, I think I've got something for us, Dave. So leave (laughs) it with me and I'll come back to you
1: for the next episode. All right. All right. Well, again, keep the suggestions coming in. We'll, we'll need to make sure that we can actually watch it and go through it. And uh, Yeah. I, I, I still say chris i fucking want to go back and watch there's something about miriam but i'm pretty sure we won't be able to get that anywhere
0: but, oh uh, you
1: know what that'd be a great one to go back on
0: what we said that you've mentioned that before yeah that would be a good one yeah. uh, <laughs> right.
1: leave, leave it with me
0: david leave it with me today I'll see all what right I can
1: do. watch this space well chris it has been fantastic to speak to you again um i will throw out a quick plug actually so I mean, of the multiple podcasts that we do do. So Bachelor South Africa is still going strong. So we're down to three girls now. So, you know, we had one girl leave again um, last night. And so, yeah, I think I think there's just going to be one episode left. So it's been a lot of fun, getting a lot of interaction on uh, Instagram with that one. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, and again, there's no fucking Love Island or anything, which is why we're exploring all these other shows get across to Bachelor Banter and have a listen to that one. And also, if you are a bit, you know, you do like the sound of myself and
0: Dave, we do have other podcasts. We've got Comics in Motion, uh, which we go back and review comic book-based movies and TV shows. And we have the VHS Strikes Back, where we just go back. And in the moment, we're just stitching each other up with some of the worst movies. We have had some belters the last couple of weeks, but anything from the VHS era backwards. And we've just done seven, which was a great review. So seek out the VHS Strikes Back. And then also... I might as well plug away on uh, a new one I'm doing separately from Dave, and he's uh, the Wrestling Gold podcast, which is basically my love of old school wrestling, and I get different guests on talking about it. At some point, Dave is definitely going to come on, and we just do about an hour chatting. So that's Wrestling Gold on all podcast catching apps as well, guys. I
1: mean, the wrestling—it's kind of like Love Island, isn't it? It's exactly. Got like a bunch drama. of old blokes and drama. Yeah. <laughs> heaven, <laughs> Dave. Heaven. Well, I don't know. No Fuck. I mean, the women only came in later, didn't they? They came in well after I'd stopped watching wrestling.
0: Yeah, that's, I think it was Miss Elizabeth and uh, Sensational Sherry. That was it, Dave, when we were growing up, and not
1: they fucking... What? Miss Elizabeth and Sensational Sherry? Are these fucking strippers or wrestlers?
0: No, they, that was... Uh, Miss Elizabeth was Macho Man's wife, and she used to come to the ring with Macho Man. And then Sensational Sherry then took over from Macho Man when he fell out with his wife. But anyway, that's wrestling drama, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It'd take another episode to talk about that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, Chris, it's been a delight. Again, we'll try not to let it go so long without uh, covering episode four, but I can't wait to go and watch that one now and see where these relationships are going.
0: Good stuff, mate. Right, Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye now.